Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite-sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert, Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e-commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline and welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today, we're speaking to Dermot McSweeney. He's the co-founder and chief marketing and community officer at Gym Plus Coffee. Dermot, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Very well. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on, Caroline. Looking forward to our conversation. Fantastic. You're so welcome. And um, tell me a little bit about Gym Plus Coffee and also how, you know, along your journey, how e-commerce has come in and helped you get to where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So, yeah, Gym Plus Coffee is a Irish founded direct consumer athleisure company. So we're five years old, started in 2017 by me, Niall and Carl. So three co-founders. And it's been a bit of a whirlwind, <laughs> to be honest, of uh five years i don't think we had really planned for brexit and a, a once in a century pandemic um when we were starting to launch our our first ever business but um yeah gym plus coffee is is all about um the mission to make life richer and uh building a community around just the, the passion about socializing around exercise so we're not a gym per se um and we don't really sell coffee but those two aspects of our name really encapsulate the the exercise part and then the socializing afterwards. So hopefully you like if you like doing those kind of things that, that we'd be um we'd be the brand for you. But yeah, the last few years have been amazing. It's a, a direct consumer uh, model. So um we spent uh, almost two years being purely online. Uh, then we opened our first pop up store. Uh, we found out that people really like uh, pop up stores and they actually really, really like the omni-channel experience, I think, nowadays with brands. So, yeah, fast forward a few years and we have 11 stores across uh, the UK and Ireland. So, yeah, it's been it's been a bit hectic um, navigating all of the changes of the last couple of years, but um, it's been an amazing, amazing few years for us. I mean, yeah, what, what a five years to do that in, as you can imagine. So we've definitely cut your teeth in a new business there. Um, your growth rate for the past year has been 169%, which has led you to be number 10 in the UK Lightning 50. So congratulations on cracking the top 10 there. Um, I've got this got you down as the fastest growing online seller in the East Midlands, uh, which is just absolutely fantastic. Um, how do you think you've achieved that? I suppose um, Athleisure has absolutely boomed, you know, since the beginning before the pandemic and since and you, you, people people in um, yoga leggings and going out for brunch and coffee I can totally see that vibe that you guys were uh, were trying to achieve but um this this growth is pretty incredible as I say cracked into the top 10 what do you think some of the key reasons behind that growth have been for you yeah there's there's, there's so many there's there's a number of um I suppose core foundations that we have the direct to consumer model is is just crucial really we don't we don't have any wholesale relationships so i guess when you think about you know 2020 into 2021 and then 2021 into 2022 the growth there was achievable because we had a direct relationship with all of those customers and with so much happening with supply chains and product and delays you know we were able to discuss or, or communicate all of that directly to our customers we weren't really relying on anybody and uh, to get the word out there 
um, or we weren't relying on anybody else to sell our product, you know. So that's definitely that's definitely helped, I suppose, cultural trends during uh, during the pandemic. Um, people, you know, in lockdown really, really did help. I, I think we're under no illusions as to that was a lot of luck. Um, I think we put some good things in, in practice when the opportunity was presented to us. But um, there's a lot of luck there and there's been a lot of businesses that have gone through a tough couple of years through no fault of their own, you know, so count that one down as a lucky star. I think our our mission and um, our, our passion to encourage people to socialize around exercise and to build community was something that people were really looking for. It was very tricky to do that during lockdowns um, and particularly over the last year and a half, you know, so I think sticking to that and helping people throughout and not just talking to them about product, but talking to them about how they can stay healthy um, you know, during lockdown and, and still stay connected with people. I think that seemed to have really resonated. And I think, you know, we, we really hit the right messaging there a, a number of times. And then the other one is probably sustainability. So um, we're on a we're on a, a challenging long road um, to hopefully becoming a B Corp in, in, in very shortly. But we've also made that part of our messaging. We're certainly we certainly don't say like other brands do that we are a sustainable you know clothing business but we are very upfront about the, the steps that we have taken to improve sustainability across all aspects of the business you know across our team and what they do and across supply chain and then across obviously you know production of the of the actual product as well so there's so much goes goes into it but i think a lot of those things kind of you know bubble together as as you know brand that people seems to be resonating with people particularly in the UK and Ireland. And yeah, it's just about presenting that in a, in a really, really clear way to people. Wow. I mean, achieving B Corp, you say you're on that, on that road, but nearly there is just um, a fan would be a fantastic achievement itself. It's a very rigorous process and not easy, easy thing to do whatsoever. And, and I guess that kind of, as you say, fits into the customer, which fits into the messaging and um, presumably your customers are quite of a, a younger age, age bracket potentially that care about the environment. And, and I noticed that you've got marketing in your job title, right? So this all comes into it. This, this, new type of marketing and that messaging and talking to your consumer and giving them a community how important has that been has that been like quite significant really really important yeah it's it's um yeah so in my title is is, you know chief marketing officer and there's elements of community to that but all actually wrapped into that is e-commerce and digital growth and digital marketing and events and i think why that's all in one is because it's all of the touch points, you know, of the business and all of these different areas are actually, you know, it feels weird talking about them, but they're growth tactics and they're growth levers and, you know, it's forms of acquisition. And we've done a huge amount of analysis in the last 12 months as we've become a bigger business, but we can see the value of customers who come through us uh, or come through our events for the first time. And we can see the value, the significant higher value of customers who are omni-channel customers with us. Um, so they're, you know, they're much higher value than an online-only customer, and much higher value than a, you know, than a than just a store or customer as well. So I think when you have that full breadth of a brand experience, you're more likely to kind of really be a huge fan of the brand. Which, is like, you know, it sounds like a fairly obvious thing to say, but it, it's quite hard to do in practice, and it's quite hard to measure, obviously, as well. But you know, we've been running events since the first year of the business, even when we were doing this part time and trying to get it off the ground. 
we've run over 300 free events for our community and it's nice to be able to tell now through the data that that isn't just part of the brand's mission it's not just our kind of personal passion that it actually contributes you know to the growth of the business as well you know that customers coming through that way are, are kind of um are, are you know more profitable or, or bringing more revenue so yeah it's a, it's um my role and, and and all of that is kind of more of a reflection i think of how people want to interact with brands now and that you're aware of, of everything that's going on and i think you know for for different things to be in different silos i'm sure as the brand grows you know those areas will become more specialized but everybody needs to understand i guess what the the kind of customer journey is from an event into our e-commerce experience and or if you have an e-commerce experience and you want to go in store that they're all kind of working together so yeah it's so impressive though when you're talking about you know this magic that you can build between on an omni-channel platform which is all cemented by e-commerce right this wouldn't be happening if you didn't have that kind of in, in the center but you know brands can't just throw a couple of grand at google and get that kind of thing you you know as a marketeer you must know this as well and it's it's hard work and it's caring about your community and and customers at the end of the day can see through it when it's not authentic right so um yeah it sounds really impressive um so come on you've touched on you know some of the big macro challenges have you had any more small unusual challenges you've faced over the last year anything in terms of um maybe supply chain or technology fixes or anything like that supply chain is a constant uh constant challenge i i bow down at the at our supply chain team and how they keep on on top of everything certainly been a challenging two and a half years but even when I think people thought the world was going back to normal, it wasn't going back to normal, like supply chain wise. So actually only recently some updates we've got from them is that maybe there seems to be a bit of a leveling out now, which is great to see obviously when we're coming into the busiest time of the year. So that that's certainly been kind of a roller coaster. Um, from a tech point of view then, I mean, we've kind of, we've built the business on best practice, direct consumer platforms, you know, whether that's, you know, all of the, digital marketing channels or the whole business um, in-store and online is built on Shopify. Um, and then we use Klaviyo for um, for all of that CRM, segmentation, email flows. But I think that's been really, really crucial to our growth, you know, being able to scale. Certainly, I think this year in particular, the, the business has just got to that next level where you need a little more bespoke um, tech. And that's where you get into the fun things like, you know, ERP implementation programs, um, long meetings about NetSuite and how that connects with everything else. But I think that's more kind of, I suppose, just the stage that we're at. And we're kind of understanding that as we go, that you just need at certain stages, just, you know, additional robust platforms to just fuel the growth because it's great, you know, creating all of the demand. But if you have no way of meeting it, then it's kind of, you, you know, you kind of shot yourself in the foot, really. No, that's completely true. And talk, talking of the demand, these this you know this red growth rate of one hundred sixty nine percent. How is that kind of equated into your revenue numbers? Try and give our um, audience an idea of where you are at in that journey. Sure. Yeah. We, um, last year we reached like just approximately twenty million in revenue. So um, the majority of that is is online, uh, and then obviously the, the retail stores play a really really crucial role. And there's a lot of people who still just want to have that retail relationship where they can come in and touch and feel and you know make sure that they're comfortable with sizing but like i said the the really really encouraging thing is that is that omni-channel person so whether they have that online first interaction or the store first interaction they 
they come together then and um and they're a much more valuable customer to us for for omni channel so yeah it's exciting it's it's um uh it, it's been it's been fast growth um which i guess is the whole point of the of the podcast but it's been um it's been a roller coaster in kind of the best uh possible way really it's interesting to hear you talk about you know new stores and and, and the store the stores that you've got at the moment as part of your growth strategy it's not everybody's strategy right now especially in the economic environment that we are in are you quite happy with your store estate numbers at the minute in terms of giving i'm presuming they're in kind of like city locations so you can kind of get get to them if you're going on a day trip to wherever or would you look to in an ideal world would you happily have one in every ta- in every big town if you wanted no, I don't think that's that's the strategy necessarily because I, I don't think every location needs one. It, it, it's not like that kind of a utility store, if you know what I mean. But it's, yeah, it's it's more about the location and does it have interaction. We actually call our, our stores our clubhouses because we want our community to interact with the store in some way. We want them to use it. What you know, I, um, there's a running group in Liverpool um, that you know, they come to the store every Wednesday evening, they leave their belongings there and they run off and then they hang around afterwards. You know, that's a really good example of just, you know, make use of the space. It's intended to be kind of a community hub. And then obviously we'll, we'll host um, events there quite regularly in more normal times. It would be a much busier schedule schedule. And hopefully we can get back to that coming into this winter. But yeah, that that's what they're intended to be. So you don't need one really in every location. They should act as that kind of regional hub so yeah, but it, it it really is just that relationship people want to have. They want to learn a bit more. They want to interact with other people. And I think going back to socializing around exercise like that, those clubhouse locations need to fulfill that promise as much as as we try and do through our marketing and 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 our online experience as well. Really fascinating strategy. Um, and as we are approaching or in the into the golden quarter at the moment, you know, how are you planning on maximizing sales? Is Black Friday a big deal for you guys? And going into Christmas, how what are your plans? Yeah, it's it's a crucial period, I think, for everybody really in our in our category. And um a lot of the groundwork of the year is done and prepped for more or less like the last nine, ten weeks of the year. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure, pressure on that. And I think it's going to be interesting because some of the tactics or the plans that have worked well over the last three or four years or, you know, in particular the last two years, I mean, it's not sure whether they're going to work this year. You know, um, I think this uh, Q4 coming up feels like quite different to other years. Um, you've obviously got a cost of living challenges, you know, for lots of people in the UK and Ireland. So I don't think uh, businesses or consumers are kind of going into it in the same headspace as the last couple of years. So you kind of have to um, react accordingly, you know, and make slightly different plans um, and make sure you're just staying relevant. You know, I think everybody at this point, from a cultural point of view, knows that there's discounts. But I mean, that's kind of, you know, if you if you if you consider yourself a kind of a, a relevant or, you know, a, a brand that people like to engage with, then you need to offer something a little more than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're certainly certainly making plans, but but trying to keep in mind that it's not the same as the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, going to, it's certainly going to be an interesting Christmas season. And um, yeah, as interesting as the last five years have been for you. So no different than you, the usual business than for yourself. Um, well, final, final question for you. As as I said, you rank 10 on the Lightning 50 for the UK list. Um, what does that recognition mean to you, your business and your employees? Oh, it's, an, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, you've got your head down in the early days of a startup, 
getting it off the ground. And then we had our head down all the way through COVID. And we're lucky enough now that, you know, we've approximately 180 people working for the company. And the external acknowledgement sometimes we all might say, you know, it's not it's not needed, but you know what? It actually is from time to time, you know, for somebody for it to be ranked next to other companies that you admire and that you've been following their story, you know, that's just a it's just a really, really nice moment, you know, and it's important to celebrate those kind of things because like we've just been talking about, you can roll into new challenges and you can roll into the next quarter and there's always work to be done and, and move on quickly. But I think it's it's important to kind of stop and and really celebrate those as well. And I think particularly for us, you know, it's um, you know, we, we started in Ireland and, you know, moving into new markets and, you know, moving into the UK in particular, like our next door neighbor, but it's a, uh, you know, it's it's the big next door neighbor, you know, so to to be really gaining traction in the UK is um it's a really fantastic achievement for us and it's a testament to all the work that the team have put in in the last twelve months really. Fantastic stuff. Well, let's hope the next five years are a little bit more chill, but still full of all that growth for you. And thank you so much for your time today. And to our listeners out there, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back with you with another episode very soon.